This episode of the Opie Radio Podcast, sponsored by my good friends at Manscaped. Shave your damn bush! Manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping with the promo code Opie, O-P-I-E. Welcome to my uh, live stream from the Glass Box Studio. Man, clearing the throat, 500 feet off the ground, uh, overlooking the Hudson River here in New York City. We got to say hi to Jennifer first. You are first on the Facebook. We got Vincent Scaramuzzo. Who else we got? Hey, what's up, Milt Miranda and Jeffrey Geis and Brandon Hollinger and Rachel saying good morning, Lamb Chop. Jonathan Fa. I haven't seen Jonathan Fa's name in a little bit. Leslie Larson. I know all these guys. This is the first one I don't really know. Colin Richard Menz. Good morning to you, brother. Uh, thanks for checking this thing out, man. I appreciate that. I'm uh, I'm in a silhouette. Oh, my God. Who's first on the YouTube? Let me say hi to B. Driscoll. You are first on the uh, on the YouTube. Cheers, everyone. I hope you have your uh, your coffee. I'm extremely tired. We uh, we moved back to New York two days ago, and it's just been go go go, trying to get the kids back to um, back to school. There's just all sorts of things to do, as as you parents out there know, they're going back to school full time in person. So it's a it's a big it's a big deal for my kids and uh, my family. So uh, there you go. But I am I am I am whooped. And my dog is just revving. He's revving up. He's just staring at me. Dwoggy is just staring at me because he's like, where's our deck? He doesn't understand what's going on, man. And he just keeps looking at me. And I know he's going to start barking because he, he needs to go out and uh, and poo. Our kid's getting uh, vaccinated over there. Oh, my God, yeah. Look, I know this is a giant country, but in New York City... People aren't protesting about masks in schools at all. Our kids' uh, schools, they're all wearing masks. No parents are yelling and screaming and laughing at a kid because he lost his grandma and he's trying to articulate the fact that uh, kids should be wearing masks at schools and the, and the kid was being mocked. We don't have any of that here in uh, New York City. Everyone's wearing a mask in my kids' schools, and no one cares. Honestly, personally, because we did teacher-parent uh, conferences yesterday, they want all the kids to bring in a picture of themselves. I know I'm in silhouette. I'll figure it out, but this is the first one in the morning from this from this window, so I'll figure it all out. But I was like, you know what? It's either turn this on and just be in silhouette, which isn't a bad thing because the haters can't make fun of me today. Or not do it at all. So I figured I would just turn it on for a few minutes, say hi, just start warming up the locations in uh, in the city here, so we can start really doing this on a regular basis. But um, the teacher basically said, "Hey, uh, bring in a picture of you without a mask on, and they'll put them uh, on a wall so everyone knows what everyone looks like without a mask on, including the teacher." And then I kind of said something stupid. I'm like, "Yeah, man." 
You know, when some people take their masks off, uh, it's horrific. <laughs> it's horrific because you you picture uh, them looking a certain way without their mask, and then they take it off, and you're like, oh, my, I wasn't expecting that. You got a giant mole on your chin. A little callback for the people. Cheers. Cheers, everybody. Oh, they did? Not in my area, but, I mean, let's be fair. We're not, uh, we're not one side. I got a lot of people that are uh, hardcore uh, deniers of everything. And then I got people that uh, lean way to the left. And then I got my people in the middle. So uh, I like that. Uh, They protested last week in the city over the mask. But I agree it's dumb crying over it because most of the kids don't care about wearing them. I don't know about that. Well, I mean, they're lackadaisical. There's always a kid or two that's sort of wearing the mask I, I did not know that christopher I, I guess i should only talk for for my kids schools and uh, the word got out we're uh we're gonna be wearing masks uh the entire time um the kids are in the building and and no parent was outraged by it are you nervous about the uh 20th anniversary tomorrow i mean a little bit maybe we'll not be in a building 500 feet off the ground on the 20th anniversary of 9-11. So yeah, maybe a little bit. 20 years ago, it was a blue sky just like today. Uh, 9-11 happened on a picture-perfect day. It was just glorious out, which made it not make sense at all. Think um, think Alfred Hitchcock. Uh, Alfred Hitchcock had a way of scaring the shit out of you. A lot of scary movies. They know, all right, let's... Let's set the scene in a cabin with some kids in the middle of the woods, in the middle of the night. You're like, okay, I'm prepared to be scared. Alfred uh, Hitchcock, excuse me. What was it? North by Northwest? Help me out with this shit. This is what I hate about this. I love improv and just, like, going with it. But then, like, if I knew I was going to talk about Alfred Hitchcock today, I would have done a little research so I, I had all my facts right. But... Uh, Hitchcock was uh, famous for scaring the shit out of you when, when you when you weren't expecting it, meaning on a beautiful blue sky day like we had 20 years ago for 9-11. So I, I make that comparison. I think the movie was North by Northwest, I think. Was it Gary Cooper? Now I'm getting mad at myself. And, and, and like the crop duster was chasing him. What movie was that? And then he's rolling around at, uh, with, the, with the president's. <laughs> Mount Rushmore, I think. I, I don't know. I haven't seen that movie in so long. What am I doing? Oh, there you go, Gary Krasinski. What's some of those other Opies we got? Silhouette Opie, glass box Opie. By the way, uh, we were joking about this two days ago, the Greg Shells. I am here to say that Gary Krasinski, it's just a coincidence, holds in his hands this morning the first Greg Shell. He, he bought an autographed uh, picture from opiradio.com. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to make this a little special for Gary Krasinski because he's been a supporter from day one. So I went on the beach and collected some nice sand, some really soft sand. And I put a shell in there. And I put a, uh, which one did I give you? I think I gave you a green glass rock. And I mailed it off to Gary. And uh, he was displaying it on the private Facebook group today. So cheers to Gary Krasinski. The sand was handpicked by the kid and the, and the beach glass, the glass rocks were, were handpicked by the kid. Oh, oh, it made your day? A green glass rock? Uh, right on. Lyme disease? Oh, nope. Um, no Lyme disease. But man, I'm fucking tired. 
My voice isn't that strong still. I mean, it was a long day. I had to sit in a car for an hour and a half yesterday. Oh, I could say this in silhouette mode. So, huh, we were we were uh, go 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 all day yesterday. And one of the one of the tasks uh, I had to do was sit in my car for an hour and a half because, like I said, I refuse. Even if I was, even if I was making stupid money like I used to at SiriusXM, I still would refuse to pay close to a thousand dollars a month to park my car in this building. So I'm back to alternate side of the street parking, which is kind of fun. You end up talking to the other drivers. You can be social. I was I was like traffic cop because I was down a side road and these giant trucks are coming through and they're beeping. I'm like, I got you. And I jump out of my car and I'm like doing this. Like, no, no, a little to the right, a little to the left. Come straight ahead, straight ahead. And I'm, I'm, I'm uh, directing uh, these giant vehicles through these side streets and everyone's in a good mood because, you know, no one helps a, a fellow New Yorker in general and everyone was just festive. And I liked it. And that was the first 10 minutes. Still had an hour and 20 minutes to sit in my car. So then I put on some uh, meditative music. I started meditating. And I was like, okay, this is going to be pretty easy just to sit here. Try to sit for an hour and a half doing relatively nothing. It's almost impossible. And you do have your phone. So then I meditated, I, and I opened my eyes. I'm like, oh, Jesus, I only meditated for seven minutes, so I still got well over an hour. I can only say this in, um, in uh, silhouette mode. I discovered if you watch porn as you sit in your car doing the alternate side of the street parking thing, time flies by. <laughs> And just because you watch a certain type of porn doesn't mean you're into that type of thing. I just want to put that out there for everybody. And no, I didn't. Get your head out of the gutter. No, I didn't. I thought about it, but I didn't. Okay? But it made the time fly by. Officer Jerry DeWitt, look at the look at these idiots. Is this supposed to be the direction that you wanted the show to go? Talking about sitting in your car watching porn? Go away. We turn this on and we just have a good fucking time. I have nothing planned. I wasn't even gonna turn this thing on. I got a dog, he's just staring at me like, why aren't you taking me for a walk yet? I didn't watch Lemon Party. I thought about it. Hugo, I thought about it. See, this is where I've always, always got myself in trouble. These are the things that people do and think about, but they keep it to themselves. And over the years, I never did that for the most part. And that's where I get myself in trouble. No, I didn't. I I thought about it, but I didn't. It just made the time go by fast. It was nice. Real nice. (laughs) <laughs> probably one of the only times to be honest with you I was just I was just like oh my god what am I going to do I can't just sit here for an hour and a half it's witness uh, protection Opie there you go honestly we have another really busy day with the kids it's all about the kids getting them ready I think we got to get uh, haircuts done today ready for this for the old timers out there you probably remember the day I announced that I was fine, finally, because I'm an older dad, finally was going to be a dad. Um, my, my son is, uh, is going into sixth grade. Yes. 
Cheers on stupid time flying by. Cheers to you. So he has a special orientation today. Then they got something on the roof of the school where we got to hang out with other parents. And then we'll all look at the celebrities and make believe we we don't notice them. I don't want to I don't want to give away the celebrities that uh, have kids in my kids school. As you know, I'm pretty uh, pretty private when it comes to my kids. But we'll all sit there and we'll see celebrities and go, oh my god, oh, and make believe they're just one of us. <laughs> and then, oh, I can tell you this one. I can tell you this one because we don't go to that school anymore. My kids used to go to this uh, this school, and uh, I could go a little local, right around the corner from where Amy Schumer lives. <laughs> Opie, you've been around so many celebrities, you probably don't care at all by now. Yeah, that's the truth. The interesting thing about New York City, if you keep your eyes open, I've talked about this as well over the years. Uh, You keep your eyes open in New York City, you'll see celebrities all over the place. There's so many celebrities that are walking around on a regular basis, and most people don't recognize them. The best one ever, me and my wife, we were sitting out having breakfast, and Dustin Hoffman just walks by with a bouquet of flowers. And he's just looking up in the sky, trying to figure out, I guess, an address or something. and Or he's trying to recognize buildings. And no one else, at first, I should say, even noticed that Dustin Hoffman was right, right in front of them with a bouquet of flowers. And I'm like, holy shit. You know, celebrities like that, of course I'm still going to be like, holy crap. And then he just wandered off. I, 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 I wanted to follow him because I was really curious where he was going with the flowers. Anyway, so my kids went to this school. And uh, this was a few years ago, so I could say it. And, and this celebrity, uh, she's long gone from that school as well. So I could say all this. Tina Fey's kid went to the school. And people were vying. Hopefully that I used the word properly. Doggy, almost finished. Relax. Stop pouting over there. No pouting. Huh? Tilt your head sideways. Eventually, you'll learn English. Oh, now you're going to lay down all depressed? How long does it take for dogs to understand English? Does anyone know? We've been practicing every day, and all he knows is, like, you want to go out? And then he tilts his head. That's all he knows so far. After over a year of trying to teach him English. Stupid dogs. Why isn't there any other creature on Earth that's close to humans? It drives me nuts. You would think there would be another creature out there. I don't know. Think, uh, uh, think platypus, where the platypus could kind of speak English, and the platypus is sitting next to you on a subway because he, uh, he or she has a less-than job, but at least you can acknowledge, like, humans, highly intelligent, platypus, getting there. But instead, we got this dramatic drop-off. It's just us and then, what, they try to tell us dolphins? Stop telling me dolphins are intelligent. I'll believe dolphins are intelligent when they walk out of the goddamn ocean, okay? With some kind of breathing device that they figured out on their own. Then I'll go, you're right. Dolphins are amazingly intelligent, just like us. Okay, so I'm trying to teach the doggy English, and it's not going well. Tina Fey's kid. So at this school, all these parents that really give a shit, we didn't care. I mean, it was cool to see Tina Fey. Don't get me wrong. 
But um, there were parents that were actually trying to get their kid to play with Tina Fey's kid, especially when they shut down the street and had these uh, carnivals. They would casually make believe that their kid just happened to be in the same area as Tina Fey's kid, hoping that the kids would get along and become friends. And then these stupid moms are thinking, I'm going to be sitting in a, in a giant uh, penthouse somewhere just laughing and laughing with Tina Fey having a little white wine as our kids play in the next room. This really, really happened where they were really trying to uh, get their kid to become friends with Tina Fey's kid or just get their kid in the same class as Tina Fey's kid. I watched this happen all the time. And the, and the moms would, would walk up to Tina Fey and just make believe they just happened to be in the area. Like, oh, oh, hi. And, uh, you know, what's your name? They would go, what's your name? Like, like nah, everyone didn't know it was Tina Fey they were looking at. This is the stuff that I, I, I witnessed. All right, let's talk about the Manscaped. Go to manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping with the code OPOPIE. Autumn's in the air, the pumpkins are in the patch, and our friends at Manscaped are here to make sure you don't carve your pants, pumpkins, when you're grooming. Wait, I think they're talking about uh, your balls. They're talking about your ballies. Make sure you're keeping things fresh this fall with the leaders in male grooming and their brand new fourth generation performance package. Ready to take the leap into fall with Manscaped, are you? Well, join the 2 million men worldwide using Manscaped by going to manscaped.com promo code OPIE to get 20% off. I remember the first time I shaved my balls, I looked down at my package and said, Oh my goodness, this thing looks a lot bigger. <laughs> All right, it's time to bundle up with the Manscaped Performance Package 4.0. Inside this package, you'll find their lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, the weed whacker, ear and nose hair trimmer, crop preserver ball deodorant, crop reviver toner, performance boxer briefs, and a travel bag to hold your goodies. First off, the new Performance Package 4.0 includes the new Lawnmower 4.0. If you're looking to cozy up this fall, this trimmer is essential. Their fourth generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents. Reduce? I haven't had an accident using Manscaped. Oh, they got like a spotlight so you know what you're doing down there. Yes, it's waterproof so you can use it in the shower. The Performance Package 4.0 also includes the Weed Whacker, you know, for your nose and ear hair. I should have said ears, but I only have one. Seal the deal with Liquid Formulations, the Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant. Everyone knows pumpkin spice lattes and ball deodorant go hand in hand. What the hell does that mean? Then after trimming the pumpkin patch and whacking the leaves, give your balls a boost and use the Crop Reviver. All right, enough. Listen up. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code OPIE, O-P-I-E, at manscaped.com. That's 20% off plus free shipping with the code OPIE, O-P-I-E, at manscaped.com. Make your balls a priority this fall. Choose Manscaped. Your balls will thank you. They are extremely intelligent. What? What's extremely intelligent? There are so many dummies out there that still think humans, this form of human, started on Earth. You guys are dumb. Dumber than a box of rocks.
Do the math, like I used to say. Evolution just got us to this high level of intelligence and no other creature on Earth. Think about the drop-off and then start thinking, oh my God, we're not from here originally, are we? That's what I truly believe now. Evolution missed you, Hope. <laughs> Hopester. <laughs> well, no one else can explain this. See, Will knows. You're 100% right, Hope. For the simple fact that every other creature on Earth is on some level like this. They all interact with each other. No one could really build really good quality shit. No other creature uses social media. No other creature could turn on Netflix. They're all just on this intelligent, intelligence level, like right here. Some are a little better than others, like this, okay? And then we're like, wham, way higher. And, uh, you know, when you start really studying spirituality and uh, the universe and God, and uh, you know, I hope you, I hope you know there's life all over the universe. Can we at least start there? Can we at least start there? There is life all over the universe, and there's life that is on the same level as uh, life on Earth. There's life on other planets that are way ahead of us, and there's life on other planets that are way behind us. Think dinosaurs. So the universe is kind of perfect if you, if you really think about it. So why is uh, Earth all out of whack with the human beings? And then the stupid platypus. That platypus isn't on the subway with you. It's in some swamp somewhere for thousands and thousands and thousands of years. And what has it done different? Nothing. What have we done in thousands of thousands of thousands of years? A hell of a lot. Yeah, and a lot of this shit, you're right. A lot of this shit uh, has lasted way longer than us, and they couldn't figure it out. You ain't gonna figure it out, because your brain is the size of a pea. Uh, do you think we will discover aliens before they find us? Um, the, the alien thing is very, I mean, very, very simple. See, these planets are so far apart that anything that has the technology to come see us, we have nothing to offer them. That's what that's all about. That's all that is. It's as simple as that. We get excited because uh, we're thinking maybe what? In another 10 years, a uh, man will be on Mars? That's in another 10 years. So if you believe in aliens and UFOs and they're kind of, you know, flying on by and uh, checking us out a little bit, they're just flying through out of curiosity. We have nothing to offer them. Anything that could get to Earth, we have nothing to offer them whatsoever. Because they're coming uh, from faraway lands, man. And we can see stupid Mars in the sky. I was just looking at Mars and Jupiter the other night at a beach fire. It's right there. It's right there for us. And guess what? Uh, I think in another 10 years we'll be able to get there. And UFOs are just... Just flying by us. Doing flybys. No big deal. Ducking in and out of black holes like it's nothing. And we're like, hey... We're getting some good technology. We can see what a, a few a few things in a telescope, <laughs> and we brag about it. Get out of here! 
Oh, there you go. Uh, Jupiter and Saturn, visible tonight in southwest sky. Not for us New Yorkers. God, I got to start calling myself a New Yorker again. Really? You know, because everyone has to keep their lights on all night long. You don't see stars when you're walking around New York City. It's almost impossible. Wow, Bob Lord's got a big brain. Who knew Bob Lord had a big brain? I got to go document some chemical numbers. Hope to see you later if you have a beer live stream. Stay safe. Love you. Miss you. There you go. There's Bob Lord, one of the good ones. Let me see. Jennifer Ferris is really smart. I noticed you're pretty fucking smart there, Jennifer Ferris. I'm pretty sure if you go to the Hamptons, you could see Uranus. <laughs> I saw Uranus in my car uh, yesterday. This guy trying to throw some hate. I think we're going to get rid of you. This guy is just trying to start bullshit. So we just blocked him like he like he was nothing. Now he's got to sit there. Oh, I got to make another Google account. <laughs> uh, 9-11, what, tomorrow? You know, never forget. Um... Yeah, I barely talked about it. I started talking about that, but then I went on a tangent. But, uh, yeah, I said it the other day. The, the thing I remember most about 9-11 was the, uh, the smell of uh, plastic burning and human flesh. That will never escape me. I will remember that to my last breath on earth. Uh, it was just horrific. I also remember that the day started. I was still living on Long Island, and um, I would go get my dad who's no longer with us. Oh, my God. Um, he died in 2004. So, my yeah, my dad's uh, been gone since 2004, and I used to pick him up before I headed into the city to do afternoon drive at WNEW with uh, Anthony. And the morning of 9-11, I picked up my dad. We had a quick breakfast in Northport at the Shipwreck Diner to go local for people. A great joint. My God, they've been there forever family owned for a long long time they do a really really good job if you're looking for just a it's there's nothing special there but the food's good and then you walk down to the the harbor which is pretty much right there uh it's just beautiful it's an it's a nice quick couple hours if you ever find yourself in northport so i i called up my dad i said hey uh you want to go get a quick bite before i head into the city thinking it was just a regular day remember being in the car i had uh 10 10 wins on a lot because I was always just trying to get as much knowledge and info before we went on the air in the afternoon. And they were just doing their who gives a crap news and all of a sudden, do, 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 you know, breaking news or, or how, however they used to say it. And they said, you know, a plane hit uh, one of the Twin Towers. And I'm like, oh, my God. And then we were just thinking a Cessna because every once in a while a, a Cessna makes a stupid left turn and then they, they're out of control and they hit a building. It's sad. I think Corey Lytle, that's how he went out on the on the east side of Manhattan. So we're just thinking, oh, it's one of those things again, a, a Cessna hitting a building. And then obviously we all know what happened. And I'm like, oh, my God. And uh, I remember we, uh, you know, uh, I got my dad home quick, uh, talked to WNEW. They basically said um, they shut down everything. There's no way you could get into the city they figured out how me and anthony could broadcast from w was it lir wlir on long island they were kind enough even though they were the competition to give us a studio so me and anthony could do our show that day that was also the day i met sean hannity because he had the same thing going on he was down the hall doing his show that day 
Um, everyone says that we uh, did an amazing job through the whole 9-11 thing. Um, most of you know at this point, I don't listen to a lot of Opie and Anthony stuff in general. I have only heard maybe a minute of that broadcast in the last 20 years. Maybe a minute, maybe a couple minutes that somebody might have sent me and I just quickly clicked on over the years. That's it. I, I don't want to listen to the show. I, I have no desire. I remember like just people calling the show and they were crying because they knew people in the towers and one kid called up i believe and said that he lost his father and me and anthony are like what the fuck we came from boston and we were just silly funny radio guys and next thing you know we're we were thrown into the spotlight and i think that's uh the day our careers and our lives all changed then we start adding uh way more of a serious angle to our show before that it, we weren't that serious we were way more just goofy silly and funny and then I remember, I think it was the next day, they allowed people to come into the city. And I remember being on the Long Island Railroad. Maybe it wasn't the next day, but it was soon after that. I remember being in a, in a, on the Long Island Railroad. And usually there's hustle and bustle and people are just in a good mood and they're talking to each other and blah, blah, blah. And the, the, the ticket uh, takers usually very festive, making jokes and just having fun with everybody. And you sit in the same car usually, so you really get to know people. And I remember coming into the city uh, soon after that to you know, continue broadcasting from the NEW studios. And, man, I remember we were near Jamaica. The, the ride-in was, you could, I know this, did, I hate this, but it's the truth. You could hear a pin drop. No one was talking. Everyone was just very somber. And I remember looking out the, the train window uh, down near Ground Zero. You could kind of see downtown from, like, the Jamaica area. Uh, Jamaica is the stop where the doors open and everyone just stops breathing. Because, <laughs> you know, uh, Long Islanders not used to, you know, a little dirt in their lives. And uh, before... Before the train goes all the way to Manhattan, it always stops in Jamaica and some uh, undesirables always pop on the train. And sometimes those train doors open up for what seems like an eternity, but it's only like for 10, 15 seconds and everyone holds their breath because they're like, oh, my God. And then the doors close and then you feel safe for the rest of the ride into, into Manhattan. I remember looking down towards Ground Zero, and uh, that whole area was still just smoking. There was still smoke coming up into the air. And I remember just how surreal that felt. Yeah, all right, Eton Burke knows. Hope I don't have to transfer uh, in Jamaica. Yeah, Jamaica was always, always that stop for us Long Islanders where we were like, oh, my God, those doors are going to open. It, you felt like you were taking a chance with your life until those doors closed. <laughs> oh, Ferris knows. See, it's it's a everyone knows. And then very soon after that, too, me and Anthony, we uh, wow, the connections we had in New York City back in the day. Let's just put it that way. Um, we got invited down to Ground Zero. And it was soon after. I don't think it was more than a week later. I don't know. I mean, my memory is, but it was soon after, whatever doesn't have to be perfect these are these are my thoughts 20 years later just just say them hope 
and they dressed me up like um, like uh, I was part of the NYPD. I remember we drove down there, and there were just it felt like tunnels to get to the actual literal ground zeroes tunnels because there was debris everywhere, and they kind of carved carved makeshift roads out so they could get to ground zero. And I was there, and the pile. They were still trying to find guys. Uh, I'll never forget that either. And the smell down there was just fucking brutal. I mean, the smell way up here, miles away, was bad. But down there, forget it. And I remember the pile from one of the towers had to be, I want to say 10 stories high, but I don't think that does it justice. I think the pile was way more than 10, 10 stories high. That was the rubble. And I remember... The one thing I remember was there were a bunch of firemen on top of the pile. So I'm looking like at least 10 stories high. They got a hose. They're just hosing, hosing. And they're just hoping they're going to find, you know, another one of their guys alive. It was so depressing. Um, and then I remember there was a, a building to the side, to the right of, of how I was looking at the pile. And the whole side of the building was gone but the building was still standing so think like uh, a honeycomb and it was offices and there were people just sweeping debris out of these offices because the whole side of the building was gone and i was watching like giant desks and cabinets and chairs and whatever just falling like 10 15 20 stories to the ground those are those are the things I just remember as I think back uh, on that day twenty years later. It was terrible, man. Oh God, yeah, Jennifer Ferris. I just remember seeing all of the missing uh, person posters on all the walls and the people all around just yelling their loved ones' name. It was, ugh. it was, uh, it was just god awful and i got i got a slight tear in my eye just thinking just talking about it nothing too crazy but i just got a little moisture in my eyes just thinking about this 20 years later the whole world changed on that day oh yeah i haven't been to the 9-11 museum i mean i could do that we just haven't uh we just haven't you know it's weird um i'll end with this we we live 500 feet off the ground we casually brought up 9-11 the other day to our kids. Now, my kids are 11 and almost 9. They didn't really know about it. And then, I honestly, honestly, we changed the subject. Because they're like, what's that? And I'm like, oh, my God. I don't know if I'm ready to, like, go all in with this. And then I was kind of surprised that they didn't learn about it at school yet. Especially with the anniversary. I was like, you know what? We could wait just a little longer. Because if I tell them about it, we live 500 feet off the ground. They're not going to sleep for a week. But I was very, very surprised. Um, they don't really know much about it. Going to wait until the kids are a little older before I go to the museum. But I really want to go. Yeah, well, that's exactly where I'm at, uh, Pat. Our kids are relatively the same age. I, um, Yeah, I'll go alone. I mean, I just want to go. All right. All right, guys. Thank you. Sorry about the silhouette. I was actually very, very surprised when I turned this on. I'm like, oh, God. So this location in the glass box studio is a silhouette at this time in the morning. So now I'm like, what? I got to get one of those ring lights. Am I a social influencer now? I got to get one of those ring lights. 
Ugh. <laughs> I always told myself that I would never get one of those ring lights. But if we're going to do the live stream from this part of uh, the glass box studio, then I might have to get a ring light. Ugh, God, what, what's wrong with you? You're not a social influencer. You're a washed up shock jock. Goodbye.